Good morning, everybody. I wanted to post a video in reference to, it seems to be there's a trilogy of events that have occurred, which are causing quite the uproar within our rank and file um, about, you know, there's a meme that's going around in reference to somebody, instead of saying that they're doing proactive policing while they're working, uh, they're watching Netflix and, hey, at least I'm, I'm not getting sued, right? Then we have uh, the tragic and heinous and untimely death of Officer French in Chicago. And then we have a video, thanks to my buddy Tom, uh, who shared it with me, that's uh, of D.C. officers arresting a subject who's resisting arrest, uh, one uh, suspected of drug distribution, who's armed with a handgun. And a few punches are thrown, and what? Their chief reacts by throwing them under the bus, of, of course. Uh, the all-too-unfortunate common story that we keep hearing. So I wanted to approach, a, like I said, a three-pronged approach, a three-pronged a three message uh, for various audience all in one video. And I've attached the video of the DC incident afterwards to prove my point exactly. So first, in reference to this meme that's going around, you know, if it's meant to be based upon humor, hey, good, good for us. We could all use a laugh right now. Fine. I'm down. I love a good laugh. Uh, unfortunately, though, there's a, a, a minority, and I do believe it's a minority of us that right away jump on that bandwagon as to, yeah, that's me. I'm going to hide, you know, in the face of adversity so I don't get in trouble. Play it safe, I've heard. You know, just bide my time, that type of thing. I, I would say to you this, right? Um, there's always going to be company and commiseration on the island of misfit toys. I've said that consistently. There's always going to be company and commiseration. You can guarantee yourself that. What I want you to realize is this. If you're if you're contemplating subscribing to that theory or that mentality, I will warn you of this. Overwhelmingly, research indicates that type of mentality does not ever lead to fulfillment. Although it seems plausible on the surface, it's shallow. It's shallow. And what happens is, is you end up feeling like your gut's never been fulfilled. The whole playing it safe. Now, I'm not in, uh, invoking a belief or trying to recruit anybody to go be crazy egregious and you know and do all sorts of you know insane events right now what i'm saying is is this we have consistently said within our platform here if you are working in an agency in a department in an area who does you know sacrifice their own you know day in day out then of course go somewhere else that will support you but what I'm telling you is the overwhelming majority of us police officers are subordinate to a cause, to that higher calling. I know it sounds cliche, but it's true. Me, you, we're all subordinate to a cause. And what I am telling you is this. If you think on the surface that that's the right platform to subscribe to, you know, this whole, hey, I'll play it safe. At least I'm not getting in trouble. Come talk to me in a month, in a year, in a decade from now. And we'll see if you feel like you actually, you know, put your time in. And, and you could see such a clear-cut differentiation and difference between, you know, those that feel like they gave it their all compared to those who just got by. I'm talking about a fulfilled life. And that goes hand-in-hand in, hand in a career, I promise you. Just reinvest your energy that, you know, going on to the next Netflix series, reinvest it into something that's going to be fruitful to you personally. And I know, again, I'll argue all day with those that say, hey, at least I'm not this, at least I'm not that. And I understand and I empathize. I, I'm blessed to work in a community that supports me. Trust me, I can, I, I try my best, my very best to empathize with you. But what I am telling you is I also know the keys to fulfillment and that is not it. Now I move on to Officer French. 
uh, you know, I understand. I understand when I see, you know, what ha- what has been happening there, and then uh, what just happens, and then. But this is what troubles me is in the reaction, and in my opinion, the the misguidance and mistargeting of frustration. I see officers collectivize their energy and then do what? Turn their backs on the mayor, right? I'm no fan of hers. Lord knows there's nothing that I tend to agree with or commend somebody like that on. But, but this is what I always do and I always ask of you to do is look at it differently. And my point is this. She never swore an oath to take a beat, to work a shift, to arrest somebody, right? Never was a police officer. So what I would ask of you is this. Whose fault is it, okay, whose responsibility is it to skeleton crew a shift, to put officers into dangerous situations, ill-equipped, ill-trained, ill-staffed? Whose fault is that? And I ask of you this, redirect your frustration towards something constructive within your own ranks. You see, we always start at step four of a set of directions, right? Think of it this way. If you put a piece of furniture together or a toy for your child and it comes with that big ass booklet, if you start at step four, yeah, you might get some type of, you know, assembly, but the problem is what? It's going to fall apart, right? And that's what we continue to do. We jump right to step four and we love to give the collective middle finger to politicians. Politicians are exactly what they tend to be. And what is that? They start their days by consuming and then regurgitating bullshit burritos. We know that. That is not a secret to anybody right now. And yet what? We get offended or upset when these things happen. I would go backward and say, let's start at step one and see how it is that we arrived at this conclusion. Right. That's on us to go back to these antiquated methodologies as to staffing, as to equipment, as to training and development and personnel development. That's what I would say. It starts with us. It starts with step one. And then once we collectivize and we start doing it the right way within the halls of our own buildings, then maybe we could worry about what's going on politically. That's what I would challenge you to do. I'm not sitting there trying to give some type of message that I agree or, you know, I commend, you know, a politician like that. I, I, she, saying the name makes me want to vomit in my mouth. I'm just saying you cannot go right to step four. Let's start at step one. It's easy. Trust me. Now I end with probably, you know, the thing that got me the most pumped up is this video from D.C. And again, thanks to my buddy Tom for sharing it with me. What I would say is this. Here we go again. The same broken record. You have a suspect of a serious crime resisting arrest armed with a handgun. And yes, punches are thrown. I would ask of you this. If any one of you have a use of force policy, I've yet to see one, but maybe you can educate me on this. If any one of you have a use of force policy that includes a subsection or some type of reference to the use of force appearing pretty or plausible and appeasing to the public eye, please let me know. Okay, because I see this time and time and time again. Officers have to use force. I get it. Some of them are not ideal. I'm not sitting there saying we're perfect. I'm not. I'm far from perfect. But this is what kills me. These officers in this scenario did what they had to do to take somebody resisting arrest who's armed and suspected of a felony crime into custody. And guess what? A gun is found. Right. Of course. Here we go again. You've heard this story before. And what do we do? What do we do? Right away, the chief, they're on leave, and this is not in alignment with the policies and procedures, and here we go. And you know how the rest of the story goes. Again, I would beg of you, I don't know what it is. Maybe, again, you could educate me. I don't know if these chiefs that do this, 
despite historical references proving it does not work, pandering does not work, and again, it's fraudulent pandering at that, but I would ask of you this, what is it? Are you promised 100 swimsuit models when you retire? Or the next position, what's it for? If it's about money, if it's about money, I tell you what, let us know. Maybe we'll do a GoFundMe and we'll get you the hell out now. Because my point is this, I'm not calling them terrorists. I'm not, I'm not. I'm saying their actions are in alignment and symbiotic to terrorism. Meaning the ideal of terrorism is to invoke and incite fear into its target audience. What leadership mentality and behavior as such does, it is incites and invokes fear into the rank and file to then go out and feel apprehensive and reluctant about doing their job. And that kills me and it kills us. I keep saying it time and time and time again. You could work in a pro-police area or an anti-police area, whatever it is, that leadership mentality will drain the soul and the culture of an agency almost immediately. And I do not understand why it is that we do it. What is it now that will come in DC? Are they going to hold a parade and say, oh, yay, you did this to these officers? It doesn't work. The, the old adage and metaphor, if a tree falls in a forest with no one around, does it make a noise? Yes, it does. It's just how you choose to amplify that noise. And we continually, our own, our own continually goes and amplifies noise that does not need to be amplified. In a case such as this, if we would just explain, we know it does not look pretty when somebody gets punched in the face. Guess what? It doesn't look pretty when millions subscribe to a pay-per-view of them to watch a UFC fight either. Yet people understand that's what they're going there to see. Well, guess what? When we go to arrest somebody who's suspected of a crime and they don't go with the flow, sometimes we have to use force. And guess what? Here's the public safety message. It doesn't look pretty. I am waiting. I am waiting for more chiefs, sheriffs, leaders to collectivize that and say just that. There's nothing more to this. It wasn't incited by race, by creed, by color, by religion. It wasn't incited by neighborhood street and the type of car. And, you know, I could go on and on and on. That is on us. I'm not calling them terrorists. I'm saying their actions, their actions are in alignment and parallel to what terrorists, domestic terrorists especially, want to sit there and incite. And that's fear. That is fear and apprehension and reluctance to do our job. That is on us. I say this consistently. The reason why I teach what I teach as far as the ivory tower and I subscribe to philosophies such as that is because if we don't develop people before they get into leadership positions to understand the common connection and empathy for how we're supposed to treat each other and to operate at our efficient levels, there is no way that you're going to be able to connect to anyone else, meaning the outside. We are so desperate for this connection and it does not work because we're starting at step four instead of turning the page backwards into step one and using that common courtesy to take care of each other. I am begging you. I could say this all the time. You know, we could teach supervision courses and all it is, all that is, is the way that we keep doing this is we get good workers who then, you know, or smart people who know how to take a test and get into these positions. Then we wonder why they don't have a clue as to what they should do in the face of these adversities. I am begging you. I am begging you to listen to this message and please internalize it. We owe it to ourselves. Forget the outside. We can't possibly do any good of job or any type of improvement on the outside until we improve on the inside. 
Okay. I say that if you sit there and just continue to put a skim coat of paint or spackle onto a scenario without choosing to cure the rust that's happening underneath, it's never going to be able to withstand and sustain the durability of what's to come. Look at it that way. I am always here to help. My phone is always on. Please reach out if I could help any one of you to steer you back into the sane lane. Okay. God bless you. Please be safe. You can watch the video I've attached to the DC Metro. Again, thank you to my buddy, Tom. And again, uh, you'll see exactly my point. And please educate me if this is the way to go about it. And it works. I would love to know the secret as to why we continue to do what we can control and do opposite of. God bless. Be safe.